Hey, hey, welcome back to Mamas Have Special Needs 2. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston, and this is episode 132, Believe in Your Kids. Welcome to the Mamas Have Special Needs 2 podcast, where we are learning to thrive in and enjoy our lives again. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Let's go. Hey, everybody. It's good to be with you today. It's been a busy week over here. It's birthday week. I feel like the holidays continue and continue and continue because we have so many birthdays in January. So just coming off of that, it was super awesome. Um, This topic that I want to talk about with you today and share some of my thoughts on is a topic that kind of surfaced um, after my husband and I were actually having a disagreement at the end of it. We were, we, you know, we had resolved the issue at hand and were discussing our kids and came upon this topic of belief in our kids and what it is we believe that our children will be able to do one day and what they won't be able to do. And I feel like this is a topic that really can be applied to to any parent that has has children and not just parents that are raising kids with special needs. Um, But I do find it particularly interesting, and and I am going to talk more specifically about parents raising kids with special needs for today, but I do find it particularly interesting how much more our, how much more challenging it can be to believe in what our children can do when they are coming up against what can seem like insurmountable struggles. What is so easy for so many other kids and such a struggle for our own, I think can really mess with the belief that we have in our children, in their capabilities and in their future and what that will look like. And so this is a topic that I have been working on for a couple of years now in my own brain. And it's not really something that I addressed head on. It's just something that I am realizing is shifting as I've been working on myself and I've been working on believing more in my capabilities as a mother, in my capabilities to raise children and to be present for children that have different needs. And um, it is starting to transpose itself onto my children, which I think is really great. It was just kind of an unintended thing that's happening. And so as I was thinking about this topic, I come, well, actually, as I was discussing um, this topic with my husband, I just came to realize as I was sharing with him what I really thought about my daughter and my son that have special needs, what their potential is for the future like will they one day be independent for example will they be able to speak using intelligible language will they be able to develop deep um, relationships meaningful relationships outside of our family and it is interesting because as I speak and think of them I do believe deep in my heart that they will like that the possibility that they will be independent one day, that they will have all of the normal things and have the capability to accomplish what they desire, that they will have desires and goals. I really believe that they will. And 
I have had to stop and take a look at that because if you look at where they are now and you look at their chronological age and you look at where they fall on the bell curve of development for most children, that doesn't really seem possible or plausible. And even with some of their diagnoses, like my daughter has a genetic diagnosis and that's not really something that someone would typically be like, oh, they'll be fine. The symptoms will go away or they'll figure out, they'll be able to figure out how to do it. Or, And the reason why is there's so many people that have not developed well that have her diagnosis that, and it's, it's still so new that we don't know a ton about it either. And so it's just unknown. And so the idea that she can overcome this, right? A genetic thing, or that she'll be able to figure out how to function in this world in spite of having that, just it doesn't seem like a very bright future, right? When you look at just the logistics of it. And the same for for my son. And so how is it that I can have that kind of deep-seated belief that they can do this and yet at the same time have so many evidences around me of other particular cases or other families or other kids with very similar things who haven't or who aren't in, you know, who have grown to be adults and who are still very dependent on their parents. Does it even make sense for me to hold in my heart this kind of belief or am I just being delusional? And so I have sat with that for a while and I've, I've molded this around in my mind and I've come to believe that there are more upsides to believing that your child will one day be independent then there are upsides to believing that they won't. And when I say belief, I'm not speaking of affirmations. I'm not speaking of surface level beliefs. I'm speaking of a belief that moves you, something that is in, that you feel, something that you feel deeply and something that, that, changes the way that you show up on a daily basis. And this is why I feel that it's worth it to believe that. Because even though we don't know the future, right? We, we really don't know. We can look from side to side at other kids that have the same kind of diagnosis and we can see what's happening, generally speaking. But the truth is, is we don't know what the future is for our individual child. We don't know what they will do. We don't know how they will develop and we don't know them in the future. So I just want to put that out there. That is a huge question mark. And I feel like we pretend so often that we know so much about the future and we know so much about what the future will be for particular people. And we just don't. And I think there are plenty of anecdotal cases or very just specific cases out there that show that this is, this is the case. This is the case is that there's people that should have never been able to hear or see or function in the world. And yet they did. Um, it makes me think about, um, Blair Hill, which is the son of Napoleon Hill, the author of Think and Grow Rich. He was born with no external ears and his father, despite the doctor saying it, the, the, there's a strong likelihood that Blair will never really hear and won't really be able to function in the world. Like he may be mute, he may be deaf, um, and there, there's a strong probability of that being the case. And in spite of that, his father strongly believed that he would hear. 
child and that many of his teachers in close proximity had to yell really, really loud just for him to barely hear them. And, um, but that his parents did do what they could at the time. And at the time when he was really young, they did chiropractics that they were, you know, whatever the chiropractor was doing with his ears did seem to help. And I guess they took him to the chiropractor on a weekly day, day basis between 18 months and four years old. And they did see improvement in his hearing. Um, he did still struggle with his hearing growing up. And it wasn't till later in his life that he got a dictograph. I believe that's how you say it, which was a, a device that could help him hear. And it pretty much brought his hearing up to 100%. And there are I just want to say there's many, many versions of his upbringing and many versions of his his story. So these may not all be accurate. But the point is, is that he went from what was seemingly a guaranteed future of not hearing to being able to hear. Some of it was done with chiropractics and some of it was done with technology that was invented. But it changed his life and he was able to to figure out his own way and his own way of being independent. And something in the story that it did talk about is that Blair Hill read his dad's book, um, Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. And in there, it talked about belief. It talked about believing um, in your goal, believing that it could be done, making a plan and living according to your belief to that plan and fostering your desire and fostering your belief. And according to the story I read, it said that that Blair really took that to heart. And this really impressed me because it was the belief and the work of his father that helped instill in him a belief in himself and in his own capabilities. Because the truth is, is that this is really difficult for our children, our children have extra barriers that other kids don't have. Now, now, other kids have barriers that our kids don't, right? Like that's out there, but with the special needs and with the, the society that we're growing up in, um, their disabilities, their struggles are more manifest and seem, I would say generally speaking, but not always, generally speaking, harder to, to overcome almost impossible. When we, even when me even come up against a, something that I deem to be impossible, what I find is the biggest struggle is the struggle of belief. It's the struggle of, can I do this? Can I even attempt this? Is this even possible? And if I do attempt it and I fail, will I be proud in the fact that I pursued it anyway? Is it, was it worth it? And this kind of internal dilemma is hard enough on its own, let alone when the people that you look up to, when they don't believe in you. But I remember growing up, there was a specific um, moment in my college career where I wanted to complete a large amount of credits in one semester. And so I went and I signed up for them. I got special permission for from um, the administration of the college. And I signed up for it. And it was a ridiculous amount. I think the full amount is like um, 12 credits. And I was well over that. And I remember signing up for it and getting in the car. And I was sitting there next to my mom. And I remember thinking like, 
this is crazy. Can it, can I do this? And I remember because I didn't have the belief in myself at the time that I asked her, do you think I can do this? And I remember that she said, yes. She says, you can do anything you put your mind to. And that was like all I needed in that moment from my mom was that belief and and it changed me like and I I did it I did it with a lot of help I did I reached out I got help my mom was there helping me but I did it and I did well I got A's in my classes that semester and I don't think like in that moment if I said can I do it and my mom was like ah I don't know I think that really would have been more difficult. Could I have done the work to believe in myself regardless of that? Yes, and many people do. But my point is, is that as the parent, the belief that we have in our children, the way that we view them is really influential to them. Um, Even if they don't seem to be comprehending the same way other kids are comprehending. And so this is why I really believe a huge upside to believing that your child could one day be independent or maybe not even independent, but overcome some other struggle that they are coming up against, right? Not something that they chose, just something that happened to them, right? Just to believe that they have the capability or that they can develop the capability to take responsibility for their life And to overcome these things is a huge boost for them. Like it's an energetic, a deep energetic feeling that you can feel when you're around people that believe in you. It is one of the biggest upsides I see to believing in your child regardless of what the actual outcome is. And that is a caveat or a disclaimer, I guess that I want to talk about is it's not useful to believe in your child and neglect what's currently happening or neglect preparing for the worst case scenario because we don't know the future. You may believe and believe so hard and that belief will change the way you show up for your child and they still may never become fully independent or maybe they will still never speak or maybe they will still never overcome some of their trials. And so you don't want to neglect preparing for the reality that that could also happen. That is also another reality that could happen. And so just because you believe that your child can be independent, don't neglect what they might need right now. If they need tools, help, surgeries, um, specific therapies, or preparing financially for if they aren't ever capable of leaving the home. Don't neglect those things just because you deeply believe that one day they may not need them, right? And I feel like that is the reason that people believe there's a downside to believing so impossibly for your child, right? It's like you're having a belief in the impossible and people will be like, that's ridiculous or that's delusional. And it's like, you know, maybe it is, but isn't it just as delusional to believe in a future that you don't actually know will happen? Right, like, and yours just 
you're just validating your belief with other proofs, right? And But there is proof out there for people overcoming their struggles and people succumbing to them. All of those stories are out there. So what's the difference between the two? And I guess that's, that's really a topic for another, another time. So I won't dive into that. But there's not many downsides. Some of the other upsides to believing in your child's capability to overcome their struggles is that you think and feel and act differently towards them. Meaning if you believe that they'll never learn how to drive, you might not take the time to try to teach them. Or if you don't believe they will ever learn how to speak, you might not try to communicate with them verbally. You might not require them to try, right? You might just do it for them all the time, right? And this is something I've noticed that I jump back and forth between. It's so easy to fall into it because it's 10 times easier for me to get my kids dressed than it is for me to wait around and encourage them to get themselves dressed and to guide them through it. Um, it's, it's so much more work and requires so much more patience and emotional discipline on my part. Um, but from what I have seen, the payout has been worth it. It's worth it. And this belief that my children can learn what they need to learn to become independent in the world, it changes what I expect from them on a daily basis. It changes how I am thinking about them, how I am throughout the day, seeking opportunities for them to do it themselves, seeking for opportunities to allow them to struggle a bit, to learn how to feed themselves and to learn how to dress themselves and to learn how to go to the bathroom by themselves, like all of these things. So my, my perspective is now let's provide as many opportunities as possible instead of, well, let me just do this for them um, because they can't. And, and There's nothing wrong with doing something for them because they can't do it, but you want to check your reasons why. Do you want to just get it done with really quickly? Are you just trying to get on with your day? Is it they never will and so why try or I don't want to watch them struggle? Like do you, are you uncomfortable watching your child struggle? Because that could be a hindrance to them, right? It could be a hindrance to you too. Struggle is a part of the story and unfortunately, The reality is that our children will struggle significantly. And either we can shy away from it or we can help them become more resilient to deal with it. The same with us. We can become more resilient. There's no getting through this life without pain. And so confronting it and becoming more resilient instead of avoiding it and making life as cushy as we can for them is... um, in my opinion, not helpful. It does not help them at all. Another upside that I touched on is that it changes our belief in them, changes how they view themselves. And maybe not right away, but eventually. Something else that I have noticed is that when I believe in my children, and this is a really big upside for me, is that I live in a daily space of hope for the future and gratitude for the present. And I live more in a space of joy and having joy in the journey of raising my kids. And that has been priceless. I remember years ago, every day was a struggle. Every day was void of joy. Every day was 
about me and my pain and about sorrow for my children. And I do think there's a time and a place for that, especially early on when everything is so new. But to stay there is not good and it's not useful to you. It's not helpful and it steals the joy that you can have in your life. One of the most amazing things that I have learned is that my circumstances do not have to change in order for me to access a joyful and fulfilling life. That has been a game changer. And all of that work takes place in your mind, takes place in your heart. It is the internal work. And yes, it is work and people avoid it because it's work. But that work, the thought work, the emotion work, that is the work that allows you to access joy without having to change your circumstance. It allows you to access power. It allows you to access resilience without having to change your circumstance. And that is a superpower. And that, if you can learn to do that, that is the gift you can pass on to your children with your belief in them. So if there is literally no downside in believing in the capability of your children to overcome the struggles which which they were given in life, then what are you waiting for? Try it on. And if it's a struggle, send me an email, ashleyjohnstoncoaching at gmail.com. It's A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H, johnston at gmail.com. And let's talk about it. It's changed my life. And I know it can do the same for you and your children. I hope this helps. Until next time, take care. Hey mamas, listen, you can create the life and relationships you want as a mother raising children with special needs. And I can show you how. We can hop on a free Zoom call and talk about what you need, what you want, and what I have to offer. No pressure, and it'll be super fun to chat and connect. So send me a message on my Instagram, mamas have special needs too. The link's below and let's hop on a call.